Welcome to All Worth Financial's State of the Industry podcast. Scott Hansen here. Uh, glad you are taking a few moments to join us. Uh, it's the uh, beginning of December as we're doing this recording. And uh, like uh, like most of you, of course, working uh, remotely and um, doing things remotely. But it, it's, um, I want to spend a little time today talking about M&A and then introducing you to one of our, our latest uh, mergers, uh, a newer partner, and talk about why kind of why it made sense for that individual. And it's just an amazing time in our industry because if you look at the amount of deals that are happening in M&A and the consolidation that is going on, it, it, it continues to accelerate. And you've seen all the deals. You've seen the numbers come out from whether it's the Bowen Company putting them out or Echelon putting them out or Investment News writing articles. So there's lots of information out there. So I'm not going to give you go into all the various stats there because you've seen them all. But the, the fact is um, – this industry looks extremely attractive to lots of outside investors, particularly private equity. And with what, if we look what's got happened with COVID, right? It's been um, it's been a bit of a win and lose situation. It's like if these companies that were not prepared well to deal in a, a remote environment without recurring revenues, those companies have really been punished. And those industries, those companies that are or built in such a way that they can survive during a time like this, and maybe even thrive during a time like this, particularly with recurring revenue, those have been rewarded with uh, even a, an increase in, in, in their multiples. We've seen this, on, if you just look at the S&P 500, of course, you look at the, the top FANG stocks or whatever you want to call them now. I mean, the multiples they're trading at are phenomenal. I think last I looked, it was 29 times last year's earnings. <laughs> something we haven't seen since 2000. So we, we so those those companies have their multiples have increased, but we've also seen the multiples increase in our space, right? In 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 the space with um, the financial advisory world. So um, a lot of interest there. We're seeing more transactions um, than ever. And if we look down the road, look, <laughs> there are uh, there are more active CFPs above age 70 than there are under age 30. According to the financial planning, these are these are advisors that are paying their dues. They're doing their continued education more over age 70 than under age 30. Clearly, there's a lot of succession planning that's going to go in place. Sad I've seen is 40 percent of uh, advisors are going to have to do some sort of uh, going to have to transition to some sort of retirement within the next decade. So there's this huge wave that's going on. And we're also seeing that the complexity of running a small advisory firm just continues to be more and more complicated. Uh, the regulatory environment has become more complex. Obviously, we can hire some outside consultants to help us with that. But the technology end of things, um, I believe, is, is, is one of the things that is really making it complex. Because it's not like there's one simple solution, one simple provider that we can say, deliver my, deliver my workstations, deliver my laptops, have everything on there running perfectly so I can do everything I need to do for my clients, run the business, et cetera. Instead, we all end up bolting these systems together, um, and they all have their new – I mean, they're just their nuances to them. You've got the contract. I mean, it's just a tremendous amount of work in the technology. And then there's things just like the leases and the payroll and all this other stuff. And so what we're seeing is there's a lot of these small independent advisors. Maybe they started with a – the wirehouse, and then went to an independent broker-dealer. Maybe they started at an insurance company, went to an independent broker-dealer. Maybe they've moved from that independent broker-dealer to an RAA, or maybe they just acted like an RAA within the IBD. But we're seeing now a lot of those are, are, are merging with, with other organizations, with growing firms, uh, to create um, – I think we're really seeing a bit of a race right now with uh, many financial advisory firms to create national advisory firms. And 
if we start uh, seeing some of the obviously there's some some very large firms out in the space right now whether it's Edelman Financial Engines or even um, Creative Planning's <laughs> uh, is, is quite large we're going to see more and more of these as time goes on uh, and I think if we look down the road. Um, our industry one day is going to look like other professional services, whether it's accounting or um, consulting or law, where there's going to be some just tremendously large um, large firms that can command some of the higher fees that have some of the better efficiencies. And if I think a lot of advisors, when they're really looking at how do I how do I maximize the the value of the business I've created, how do I uh, make sure that my employees are well taken care of, how do I make sure my clients are well served? And how can I make sure that I've got an interesting uh, career path going forward? How can I still be engaged as, I, as I'm as i going through my career, uh, in, maybe into my retirement years? How can I still be engaged at the areas that I want to be engaged in and not involved in the stuff that I don't want to be involved with? And I think that is a lot of what's fueling uh, some of this right now. And clearly, at Allworth Finance, we've done 12 transactions, just finished our 12th transaction in the last three less than three years. Um, and uh, the vast majority of fo- uh, folks that have joined us, it's because of, of, of those of those reasons. And um, and if we look going forward, I think we will continue to see more and more uh, consolidation. But I, uh, today I want to introduce you to uh, our latest partner, David Bastoni, and uh, with Bastoni Financial uh, Services. And uh, David Bastoni is actually someone I've known f- uh, not well, but I've known from. From a distance, we I think we might have had lunch several years ago, um, but um, I knew of him. He we were essentially in the same part of Northern California. Uh, matter of fact, his office happened to be located in the same building that one of our Allworth offices has has been. Um, but he's he's done a phenomenal job over the years uh, building a, a practice. And if you think about this, I mean, most advisors are going to be jealous of this. So uh, Dave Bestoni was sole advisor, uh, had uh, four employees. Uh, 200 million, 280 million of AUM, all fee-based, 900 families he served, um, and so obviously a very highly profitable uh, business. And um, and so it and but the thing that I think made his success is the just the the process he has with his clients, the way he served his clients, etc. And so. Um, Dave's been uh, in, in the industry for more than 20 years, and he was actually one of these kind of what we call hybrid reps. He was with uh, Securities America, a registered representative of Securities America, but also um, most of his business was advisory business through their RIA. So, uh, David, uh, thanks for taking a few moments to join us today. Well, thank you for having me, Scott. It's, it's a pleasure to be part of Allworth Financial. Yeah, and I think we just closed uh, two days ago, right? Yes, yeah. So it's it's fast and furious here at the office, uh, getting all the clients accustomed to uh, the new platforms and so forth. But so far, everybody seems to be excited about the uh, upcoming changes. And, and and every transaction is slightly different. But with you, because you were at at, at a broker dealer, we 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 closed the transaction really kind of prior prior to transferring accounts, right? So what what's what's the process you've done with your with your employees and your staff? So, I mean, we, this started a few months ago with, with us, kind of this process, and uh, I went to my staff and I kind of said to them, and I kind of laid it out, and, and I think they knew that, that this was happening. A lot of the things that you said in the introduction w- was kind of where we were. I mean, we had built a practice. I'd been 
what I would consider reasonably successful in the industry, which is, is a wonderful thing to say. But I started to realize that my focus was starting to slip away from the client to more the day-to-day just running the business. And, and I didn't feel that was really, at the end of the day, super fair to our, our clients. So I approached my staff. It's and probably, it, not hey, what you lo- probably not what you love doing either, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get in the industry to, to, to manage people or to, to worry business. about compliance. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we, I got in the business to, to, help, to help people with their, their – help people retire. So, so, you know, it kind of you start to drift away from that. And, and I started to realize, like I say, it really wasn't a service to, to, to my clients if my time was being pulled away from them, it, my focus should be, be on them. And so I approached the staff a few months back and said, even though I've got a wonderful staff, and I said, look, we're kind of at a point where we're, we're at a decision point where we just sort of shut things down and don't bring in new new business and, and kind of drift slowly away. Or we find Which a lot they, of advisors, as you know, that's exactly what they do. They get to a point where they're maxed out. And it's funny how you hit these infl- kind of inflection points where you've it's like you need to make a pretty significant investment to go to that next level, or you just stick at that point and and squeeze as much profit out of the practice, which I think a lot of advisors do, right? It, exactly right. Exactly right. I think you dream of getting to a certain point, and then you just assume that you're going to put it in cruise control and that life's going to be great for the rest of your life. And, and the reality is, you know, things don't just work that way. You have to continue to, to push and work and, and uh, you know, make sure that your clients are happy and your staff is happy and, and all the rest of it. So I, I've been fortunate enough to where I have a, a really good group of, uh, of individuals that I work with and, and have been super supportive and, and I love our clients. And, and we've been really fortunate from that perspective. But I just realized I, I couldn't continue to do it on my own. I needed, I needed a larger organization, uh, not just for myself personally, but again, really because the, the clients deserve that. And, and that's, really was the driving decision for me is, is uh, you know, and all worth being local and, as, as you stated, kind of knowing, knowing you guys and, and being in a similar marketplace. It's just kind of a no-brainer for us to make that transition. And, David, how old are you today, just to refresh this? To... I'm uh, 49, tapping at the door of 50, so I'm considered okay. young in the industry, which is shocking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what you said. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad that the industry hasn't really reached out to younger people. It's such a rewarding career path, and there's so much opportunity. In fact, there's there's just so many people that need our, our assistance and and I think we've done a really poor job in the last decade to, to 15 years to, to reach out to those younger advisors and, and really show them the opportunity that exists. Yeah, in the, in the it's, that's we could we could spend hours on just that alone, David. But what I find interesting is that our industry has primarily hired advisors to go out and find business, right? That's when I started. They had me fill out a Project 100, all the 100 people that I knew that I might be able to sell something to. And uh, our, our industry has not changed much. Now, there are some advisory firms, Allworth's one of them, and there's some other firms that are starting to hire uh, kids at a, right out of college and having a, a career path. But if you think about this, think of the large uh, um, uh, accounting firms or consulting firms. Or, they'll go and they'll find some of the top graduates from these schools around the country – they know that some of these people are just going to be great at crunching the numbers, doing the, the, the heavy lifting, and some are going to be business development people. And they, they, they know that. But what our industry, we, we only hire people that we think can be good business development people. And until our industry really has a different approach to it and says, we're going to hire great financial planners, train up great financial planners. If they can't sell their way out of a bag, paper bag, so be it. We don't need everyone to be salespeople. We don't need everyone to go find clients. The firm's going to find the clients. Let's have them be good financial planners. I think that's where the industry needs to go. 
Agreed. Uh, uh, completely. I think we've done, you know, when I started 27 years ago, you're exactly right. It was basically hire, hire, hire people out of college, throw them all against the wall and see who's, who's stuck and, and keep Who did you start with? Clients. I started with Lincoln, Lincoln right. Financial. That's exactly where I did. You started right when I was leaving. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a year or two behind you and, and uh, or maybe a couple of years. But And uh, how long were you but, with Lincoln? I was with Lincoln about three years, and then I went independent with Securities America and then opened up my own actual branch maybe a year later. Um, and honestly, I thought, uh, you know, when I did that, I thought, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then, like I was saying earlier, I mean, you just get to a certain point where you go, okay, I've reached a certain level of success. I've kind of tapped out on my own individual capabilities. I've now got to make a decision of either I completely build out the infrastructure myself uh, or, like I say, you lock into an organization that's already doing it. And, and there again, that's that's what brought me to, to you guys. And you've had a specialty with uh, a particular niche, is that right? Correct. And, and I think that's what, you know, it, the interesting thing is a lot of guys, I think, will get into, or guys and gals will get into this industry, and they'll just assume, hey, I'm, I'm going to either go after, like you said, the, the call 100 people that I know and immediately get discouraged, and now you go to cocktail parties and everybody kind of despises you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you say, I'm going to go after doctors and lawyers and go after sort of the, 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 yeah. the, the people that everybody assumes to, to go after. And what I found that, and you know this better than anybody, but the, the most successful advisors that I've seen find that niche and just work that niche. Um, but it's got to be a niche that you're comfortable in. It's got to be, it's got to be real to you, um, whether that's a, a, you know, a, a work group or a specific uh, hobby that you, or interest that you might have. Uh, you've you've got to be true to yourself first and foremost. And, and that, that, I think, shines through to the client in the end. I totally agree with you on that. And I know, I mean, your focus is kind of the same focus we have. It's really that middle-class millionaire as they're approaching retirement. It's the people that's uh, professionals, uh, hard workers that have uh, saved well over the years, right? And um, they, they they don't have $20 million, um, but they, they, they've saved somewhere between maybe 500 and, and a few million. And the right kind of planning makes a tremendous difference in their lives. Absolutely right, and unfortunately, I think we do. You know, we, we kind of overlook them a lot, and, and it's kind of it's kind of sad uh, that that the industry does that. You know, that we've done. I think the industry's done a great job from a technology perspective. They've done a great job in driving down costs to the point where there almost are no costs for clients anymore. Um, but the, the downside in doing that is is you lose that personal connection. And frankly, there's a lot of people out there that that are really willing to to pay an advisor to give them actual advice and to give them guidance. And, and it's, you know, you can have all the computer programs in the world, but if you don't know how to operate them and you don't know where you're headed, it really doesn't add up to much. So the last few months, and we ended up doing all the due diligence, everything else all through Zoom, right? <laughs> so uh, yes. Everything, um, which is just a, a, an amazing thing in itself. Uh, tell me about the kind of process that that you went through maybe even just emotionally as you were contemplating this and maybe thinking about other avenues and. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, it, it's, as with anything, any change is, is, is bittersweet. You're, you're excited about the, the future opportunity. You're excited about what the future brings. You're, I was excited about the, like I say, the, the potential just overall support that, that, I, that I have now with Allworth. But, but there's a little bit of fear, that, that, and I think that's a normal process for anybody um, that you go through of what does this really mean? What's this change going to take place? Is it really going to happen the way that I've been told? Um, am I going to like the people that I'm working with? Because like I said, I'm, I'm used to sort of running my own thing yeah. and having four people that to, 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 to work with, you know, so, so there are those, 
you know, processes that you go through in your head. But for me, at the end, everybody that I've met at Allworth has been absolutely wonderful. My 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 staff really likes everybody as well. So, you know, in the end, I think it's absolutely been the the, the, the right decision. But you know, as with anything, and now now we're going through the process with our clients of kind of that same thing of hey hey, what does this mean? You know, are you retiring? What you know, why, why are you doing this? That that sort of thing. And and once you explain to them that hey, we're we're really doing this to, to ultimately help you, uh, you know, it it all starts to make sense. Well, and I'm confident that your clients will be well served. Just the nice thing is, as our, the organization gets larger, you get some great systems and great technology in place where you can really highly monitor things to make sure that clients are truly happy and they're sticking around. And um, uh, there's ways that you can kind of see if when clients might be starting to be not not feeling quite so good about things. And, and um, so I mean, that's what's I think pretty exciting. And of course, without in, unless our clients are happy and continue to pay us their <laughs> the fees that they do, we, we have no business, right? And we're not going to grow. I mean, like the, 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 our number one priority is making sure our clients are continuing to be well served um, and we, we do a good job for them. Secondly, it's, it's to get growth out of that and to continue to grow the organization and bring in on new clients to help uh, additional people. Um, and with the way your deal is structured, with, I think very similar to – Pat, Pat McLean and I would we'd start Hanson McLean uh, 27 years ago, uh, three and a half years ago. Sold a majority stake to a private equity firm, so we sold a majority, took uh, a minority in in, in stock, and uh, and then we rebranded, dropped our own names from the door, took on Allworth Financial, and and your structure is very similar, right? Exactly right, and and I think that was a big driving force for me is is to have. Uh, I mean, we're losing the the, the Bastoni Financial name, just just like Hanson McLean, you know, sort of molded into the Allworth. Um, same thing here with us, obviously at a, at a smaller scale, but. Um, the, the the fact that there's equity and you know interest in the in the Allworth is 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 everything for me. You know I still feel as the, as the as the, the overall firm grows, that participation piece is is, is a big deal. Well, that is clearly our objective is to make sure that uh, that equity grows. And of course, we just uh, just um, uh, announced a, a transaction with a new private equity firm. We had tremendous growth. Uh, the last few years with um, uh, Parthenon Capital Partners, and they've been phenomenal partners, and now about to um, work with Lightyear Capital, which will be um, great partners going forward as well. A lot of experience in this industry, uh, and our our my my personal objective <laughs> when I when I think about who I need to serve each day, obviously it's the clients, but I really look at it's our partners that have that have chosen to. It's a big, I mean, it's a big big step, isn't it? When you say I'm, uh, you've been independent for essentially 27 years, right? Even at Lincoln, you were, it's not like you were an employee, really. You're just, uh, they give you a desk and a phone book and say, go get them. Uh, so, I mean, it's a big step when you're saying, I'm going to, I'm dropping my, my name that I've had for years, joining this firm, losing a lot of control. It's a big step. It is. I mean, there's definitely a mental process that you go through, but, uh, you know, I, I was talking to, to, to Pat McLean the other day, you know, two days ago, I guess now the first one, this whole thing actually came to spot to to happen. I, I had a, an incredible sense of calm on on, on December first that just uh, I hadn't experienced in a while, and I, I think. I think when you're in charge of everything, there's a certain amount of pressure that's involved with that that you don't really realize until st- some of that pressure starts to go away. It, it's a, it's a sort of a whole new, a whole new exciting experience. That's for sure. 
Yeah, well, that's great. I actually feel a bit the same too. As the or- it's funny as it, I think smaller organizations are actually more challenging because there's so much that falls on, upon your shoulders, right? It's it's the rent, the taxes, the I mean, it's all on your shoulders. And the nice thing is, as the organization grows, you've got all these specialists that do all, you know. I mean, if I drop dead tomorrow, the organization will continue moving forward just fine. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I hope I don't drop dead. <laughs> One day I will. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I think. Um, I think we're quite similar. I think a lot of the the partners who have joined us maybe have a bit of a similar mindset that that, that I have, and I, I think we share this, is that you started in the industry. Um, in the early days, it was about helping clients. You, you, you stumbled into this industry one way or the other, and you're like, well, this is kind of a cool industry. It's a got to help clients. i got to work with the numbers. i got to de- get a deal with the financial markets. And it's a bit of a sales job all in one, right? It's a, it's a meet new people. It's an interest, very interesting, in, intellectually um, challenging and stimulating and rewarding career. Uh, but as time goes on, when you've kind of mastered that, um, Sometimes there's like maybe some new challenges still ahead. And w- and without if the organization doesn't grow and you don't have other people kind of help take on all that load, you end up you end up kind of getting doing the same thing day in and day out. And if you're not careful, you're going to have 30 years of a career being exactly the same thing. You'll just be repeating the years over and over. And, like I, I, you know, just in having some conversations with you, David, I know that you would like to do some things a little more to help the, the company continue to grow and, and, and have some leadership in some different areas. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, we've been fortunate in that our business has, has grown in the neighborhood of around 20% annualized, which I think is a little ahead of trend for sort of organic a little. growth. Most type, firms type aren't growing at all. Take out the market <laughs> growth. There's no, no, seriously, you take out the market growth the last decade. No, most firms are not growing that 80 some odd percent are not growing at all. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting, and and I like I say, I think a lot of that has just become from the fact that we sort of built into a, you know, a sort of a niche that that we've got, gotten comfortable with, and and uh, I just feel like now with this all worth transition, it, it's going to give me the ability to reach out more to those people because, like I say, we were kind of reaching that 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 tapping out point, but there's still so many people out there that just you know, really need the help. They, they just really do. And, and, and they don't know who to come to. They don't know who to trust. And, and frankly, there's not a lot of people that kind of specialize in those niches and really understand those, those individual clients. So this is now going to give me the ability to continue to do that reach out with Allworth's organizational structure um, and to sort of work, work with a team uh, rather than just myself and be able to help that many more people. And I know we are really excited about leveraging all that you've built thus far um, to make it 2x, 5x, 10x of what you've done with the, with the, the niche that you're in. And I, I don't see any reason why we can't do that. We've got the resources behind us. We've got some good, capable people. Uh, and with you helping out, it's going to be a pretty fun journey. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to um, having you. Well, now you're part of the team after a couple of days here. <laughs> but um, I am actually, it's funny because uh, there are, with this COVID time, most of us, like business travel has been, there's no business travel, right? And, and I've, I've, for a while, it's like, oh, this is kind of nice not doing so much travel. But I miss sitting down and having a long meal, breaking bread with somebody, sharing some wine with somebody, and, and getting to know somebody over a three-hour dinner. I must say, I, I kind of miss that. And I'm looking forward to the time when we can get back and doing something like that. But. Uh, agreed. Agreed completely. I used to spend, I'm, I'm kind of one of those oddball advisors that I spent a lot of time actually out at clients' locations because we've got people spread from Bakersfield to 
uh, Ukiah and sort of everywhere in between. So it's a pretty big swath. So on an average week, I would spend, you know, a lot of hours in my car. I, I do have to say it's kind of nice with the Zoom, uh, not putting in that much sort of windshield time. But like you say, that there is really nothing better than having human contact and, and actually, you know, sitting with, a, with an individual. And you can just learn so much more about a person when you're actually in their presence rather yeah. than over a Zoom call. Yeah, I agree. Although I do think there are going to be some clients that will probably prefer the Zoom going forward and, or whatever technology, There's some, some, some sort of video conference. But anyway, David, hey, I appreciate you taking a few moments to share a bit of your journey with us. Uh, thank, thank you, Scott. Like I said, I'm excited about the future, and um, it's it's going to be an exciting, exciting yeah, time. Real quick, so before we sign up, um, like it's 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 not even the honeymoon; it's two days in. So, we, yeah. <laughs> right? so we haven't screwed up anything yet, and we will obviously somewhere along the way because we're we're made up of, of, of people in our organization, and something's going to. But um, I imagine you talked to some of the other partners that merged in with us over the last couple of years. Did you not during this journey? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. And and uh, so I guess your eyes are wide open. You're, you're going to there's with with any sort of change. There's going to be some things that are phenomenally great, and some things that are you know, maybe this isn't exactly what you were hoping for. Well, I mean, I I, I think in life, but in this business, I've been doing it long enough to know that that nothing ever goes exactly as planned. But if you can if you can get eighty percent of the way there, it's it's a it's you're you're pretty much did it. And so far, it's been. You know, frankly, it's been a much smoother process than I had anticipated. I really, in the back of my mind, had envisioned just a kind of a horror show um, trying to transition the number of accounts that we have over. And, and so far, it really it really has been reasonably smooth. Oh, good. Well, my hope is that we we, we exceed 90% of your expectations. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what you have so far. We'll do sure. our best to meet them all. We really will. And um, anyway, looking forward to working with you, David. And thanks for taking some time. Thank, thank you, Scott. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to listen to this podcast. Hopefully you found it helpful and informative. And uh, as hearing David's story of how he's thinking about his own future, hopefully it, it caused you to think a bit about your own future and what that might mean for your own practice or firm uh, as you move forward. And if you want to learn more about uh, who we are, allworthpartners.com. That's a special website we have for our partners, allworthpartners.com. It'll go into this more detail. And there's also other podcasts, though. We've done this podcast for a number of, uh, several episodes, and you can get, uh, if you want to look back on our website or at iTunes, for that matter, you can see what some of the other state-of-the-industry podcasts have been and who we've interviewed, and you can learn some more that way. Further, uh, our, our firm, Allworth Financial, we, we do a, a lot of education for our clients. And so we'll do uh, video blogs and newsletters, et cetera. But we also do a weekly podcast. Uh, Pat McLean and I have been hosting this, Allworth's Money Matters. We've been hosting Money Matters for 25 years. Um, and uh, I think it's quite informative. And we'll talk in, on, on that program about what's going on in the current markets or what's happened with the economy and whatnot. But we also take phone calls from, from our listeners. And uh, anyway, a lot of advisors have said that they found it helpful. And if you think it's something you might uh, want to try, you can, you can find a link to that at um, allworthfinancial.com. Or just go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, and it's Allworth Financial's Money Matters. So go search for that Money Matters, and um, I, think you'll, I think you'll find it useful and helpful. So anyway, appreciate the time you joining with us today. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.